I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey, welcome everybody and uh, hope you're all doing well. I wanted to hop on for a few minutes and just share the experience I've had with the big bet. I just started sports betting, God, five weeks ago when I actually signed up for uh, the MyBookie account. And since then, it's become a little addiction. And being able to uh, talk with Memphis and Kyle and the DMs and the group chat and uh, I swear Kyle and I are on like a synchronized schedule that we're always about to message each other, but bounce the ideas off. And ever since I started uh, listening with the big bet, I've been able to kind of formulate my own opinions. There are a few bets that the guys talk about that I like, but a lot of the time I'm able to start kind of formulating what I like and find different things based off of what they talk about. So it's a good time. It's a great episode. And I look forward to that every uh, Thursday morning. So you guys go ahead and pop on. Make sure you get a listen and sign up for uh, that my bookie. It's a great deal. You Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. <laughs> Good Lord. Jarvis Landry has a three-inch penis, confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a. He just me over in fantasy. Him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Big Bet Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, and you can follow along with me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And I'm not alone this week. Got through the New Year's Eve weekend, the holidays, flying solo, but he is back. You know him as Dr. Kyle. I know him as the dirtiest player in the game today. Dr. Kyle, man, welcome back. How was your new year? New year was great. Uh, it was a very relaxing, enjoyable, safe couple weeks. Got to see some family in small doses. Family is always good in small doses, I think, anyway. Um, and enjoyed the new years. I had, I think, my lowest step count, uh, my lowest three-day step count total was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So really starting the new year off very active. Um, I digress. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, you know, I, I like to be active, but man, New Year's Day, I think I sat in one chair for like five or six hours playing a little bit of uh, fun poker and, and blackjack with my wife's family. So that was good. Um, but, you know, happy to be back. I can't believe it's been two weeks since I've been on this with you. We're in well, 2021. 
We, we have missed you. We have missed you, Dr. Kyle. So glad to have you back. Um, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to get into all, all of the, the weekend game. One thing you're going to notice is we're not doing the DFS stuff anymore. I'm going to get into that in just a second. So what's on the horizon? I promise to keep the intro short. We've made that promise. So the, the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor's back. I'll be doing that live on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube. But if you're a podcast consumer, you'll have to consume that on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast family of shows. And uh, I mentioned earlier, there will be no DFS on tonight's show. It's just me and Dr. Kyle. We're going to go through all six games. We're going to give you some of the bets we like best. I think you're going to like this new format. We are turning over the DFS keys to the kingdom to Tyler and Lou. These guys are from the Fantasy Hot Read, and they are going to be covering all the DFS action this weekend on the YouTube here at the Dynasty War Zone uh, around lunchtime, around 1130 Eastern on Saturday. They'll cover the Saturday and Sunday slate, and then I will sandwich the People's Propcast together with the the, D, uh, the DFS show. Uh, we'll get that out in time for the uh, the games. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for the DFS content. And I will, again, we'll have the People's Propcast. Dr. Kyle, now I know you've been a little frigid. You've been a little cold. I wrapped up the regular season of props 23-8. and eight. I, I made it tougher. I, I made it tougher on myself on on week 17, instead of going three props, I went four. Thinking, okay, I may not get a winning week. I may get a tie, but nah, you know, I still went three and one. Uh, I would like to blame C.D. Lamb for dropping that would-be touchdown at the end of the game. I'm sure Giants fans would too, but they're too busy, uh, too busy <laughs> blaming. They're too busy blaming uh, the Eagles. Uh, well, let's see what what else we got going on. And then just real quick in the rear view uh, on the Dynasty War Zone on Wednesday's podcast, Tuesday on YouTube, we had. Mark Schofield of Touchdown Wire, which is a USA Today production, he came on and he covered six rookie quarterbacks. So if you're into draft coverage, if you're into dynasty, if you want to get a heads up on your league mates about this rookie class coming up, you got to check out Mark. He was an ace. And then one of our most popular shows we've had in a while, Mock Draft Monday. We had a mock draft on Monday. We did a one-round Superflex tight end premium rookie draft. And Dr. Kyle, I don't know if you're stopping by or not because you're a busy man. You know what we're doing on Mock Draft Monday this coming Monday? Uh, you say we're we're drafting wide receivers from the last three seasons, well, last last two seasons in this upcoming rookie draft, right? So th- for those of you watching live on Twitter and YouTube, this is me being this is my shocked face. This is me thinking, oh my god, Dr. Kyle actually read the 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 notes. <laughs> In the thing, seventeen weeks, 18. 17, 17, This is truly a wild card for me. He did read the show notes this time. No, that's he exactly cares. right. He really cares. We we are going to take the rookie class of twenty nineteen, of twenty twenty, and then this upcoming rookie class of wide receivers, and we're going to draft. So you say you're a Jamar Chase fan. How big of a fan are you when you're on the clock and you got to choose between, say, Jamar Chase and AJ Brown? Oh, you're a Devonta Devonta Smith fan. He won the Heisman. Okay, cool. How big of a Devonta Smith fan are you when Terry McLaren or DK Metcalf is, st- is staring you dead in the face? We're going to find out live and in living color on Monday when we jump on to do a mock draft on Monday. Yeah, I know it's a national championship game, but the, the show goes on. So thank you guys for everything that you've been doing to support us. Uh, just don't sleep on us, man. We're going to continue to give you Anything football related that that you love, we're gonna have fantasy. We're gonna have dynasty. We're gonna have gambling on football. We're gonna have football content coming out our ears, 
and we're just getting started. We're going to have three to five shows per week here at the DWZ Football Network and five-star reviews. Dr. Kyle, I would love to read these people a five-star review, but I can't, I can't read them if you don't write them. So if you want to hear your review on the show, wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, just hit pause. Go over to the rating and review section and leave us how many stars, Dr. Kyle? One, two, three, four, five stars. And bonus, throw in the trade. Guys, trading season. We are in prime trading season. We're you know trying to acquire guys that didn't end the season so so strong that you like for next year. Maybe you can still acquire a rookie pick, though it's only going to get harder between now and March, especially April, May, when those drafts start coming. So get some free advice. How long does it take to do a five-star review? 30 seconds, if that? Not very long, but if you, if you do put a trade in a review, make sure you put Superflex, tight end premium, what have you, so that way I can give you the best context I have. Because, Dr. Kyle, there are exactly two groups of people I will answer a trade for. Two. Two yeah, people. Let's hear them. Our Patreons at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I do that many times a day. Or people who do reviews. You can tag me in trades on Twitter. I, I would love to you know, retweet it. I'll answer and move on. But if you want in-depth analysis, you've either got to be a Patreon, which pay is in the name, or you can do a five-star review for this, this network of podcasts and leave it there. And that's where I'll take care of it. So two ways to get me to help you with your trade. And if you're not on social media, you're not following along at Dynasty Warzone on Twitter or DWZ Memphis or DWZ underscore Dr. PT, cool. Hit me up on DynastyWarzone at gmail.com. Uh, everybody's got email. Even my, uh, my, my, my dear mother can, can operate an email. So hit me, hit me up with an email. But uh, Dr. Kyle, under seven minute intro. How about that? We, we covered a lot of stuff. But yeah. are you ready to talk about some big bets? I am. All right. Well, I am going to tell you that this first segment is brought to you the fo- by the folks at Viridian Global. That is our apparel provider. Uh, I've got my stuff in the mail. Now, that in, in my case, I'm, it's coming USPS. They're a little backed up right now. I'm waiting <laughs> on a lot of Christmas gifts still to be delivered via the USPS. But it bees that way sometimes. But if you're looking for the best dynasty apparel in the game go to viridian global that's v-e-r-i-d-i-a-n viridian global and you can check out our top gun inspired shirts you can check out our nwo inspired shirts we have dad hats we have hoodies we have tees we have raglans uh, there's, there's even still jim bro tank tops that's courtesy of maddie big chest he uh he wants to flex big pecs big flex with maddie big chest but head over to Viridian Global. Not only do they have Dynasty Warzone merch, but they have uh, signature player t-shirts like the Hawkamania in honor of TJ Hawkinson. They have Aaron Godgers in fra- favor of Aaron Rodgers. So there's a lot of great stuff at the, the fine folks of Viridian Global. So head over to viridianglobal.com. Make sure to pick up at least one DWZ item and uh, but shop around. They have promos and promotions going all the time. You'll find that on the homepage of Viridian Global. So Dr. Kyle... Um, you want to review your bets from last week that you made while uh, while it's on the road? Yeah, so um, I went with three totals last week just because there was a lot up in the air with who was going to be playing in what games. You know, I had to I sent them to you on Wednesday afternoon, so not knowing who was and wasn't playing, I felt the best way to go was totals. The ones I gave you, I was only two out of three on, but man, uh, you know the the Seattle Niners under whatever that was. Holy smokes! I mean that. 
the, the, I think the score at the end of the third was like nine to six. And I'm like, cash that one. And then all of a sudden there was a 34 point fourth quarter. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? So, you know, I still think I, I, I wouldn't change my bet on that one. That's one where, you know, stuff happens. And then the other one was uh, Bengals Ravens over 44 and a half. That total was at 41 in the third quarter. And there was uh, the, the Ravens had a fourth and inches inside the, the uh, uh, Bengals red zone that they did not convert. And that, and of course it's like, they run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So they're just killing clock. And I'm like, field goal, field goal, nothing. And then the Bengals go back the other way, get into the red zone, field goal, field goal, touchdown. And the Bengals throw an interception in the end zone. So, you know, look, this is, this is why you have to play. You got to play the long game. You got to play the numbers that, you know, you know, I I'm reminded by Fez and RJ, uh, on one of their uh, one of the straight out of Vegas I was listening to this week, where one of their key tenants is being able to look at mo- multiple books. And being in New York right now, the only one I can look at is my bookie. But I think about you know all the all the games this year where you you push or lose by half a point or a point that could probably be avoided in a good chunk of cases if you're looking at three books, four books, whenever you can. You know there could be hope on the horizon with Cuomo saying he supports it, but we'll see. Um, but my big bet last week was Packers and Bears total over 50 and a half. And I thought that was going to be a smash. I told you I liked it up to 53. I caught it at 50 and a half and it was 51. So, you know, I'll take it. I needed, I needed to go out with a big bet, you know, winner. And I went, you know, 10, five and uh, 10, six and one on the season on my big bet. Yeah, I, I had a I had an okay week. I, I smashed player props. I bet more player props cumulatively over the the last weekend than I had all year. Uh, the four that I mentioned on the People's Propcast, I went three and one, but I was firing more. Um, something we'll cover in the off season is, and I shared this in our Patreon betting chat because the Patreon's gotten to the point to where we have the dynasty based Patreon, and then we have the betting group uh, on Patreon. We're going to do some fun stuff with that this weekend with uh, shuttling some some uh some stuff around we don't want to break any interstate law so we'll keep that on the dl that's a that's a patron level that's a patron level move but a lot of fun over there i didn't do a lot of sides this week or totals i had the i had the jets plus three at new england that was a stone loser man uh, after beating two playoff teams in back-to-back weeks i thought the jets would have come out a lot more aggressive against a team that had bullied Sam Darnold, you know, had him seeing ghosts last year. I thought, mm-hmm. man, here, here's your chance to, to, you know, catch a wounded dog. You know, Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham had 34 yards passing a piece in the previous game. Here was your shot. No, nope. They, in classic Jets fashion, they, uh, they, they took a beating 28 to 14. So that was a loss. Uh, you mentioned that Seattle and uh, San Francisco game. That was my big bet. I'll wrap that in just a second. And then I had Pittsburgh plus ten at Cleveland. It's still it's still Cleveland, and it's still Pittsburgh. You know, yeah. Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, they were benching Big Ben because he's old. And if you followed along due to COVID, uh, I am no Steelers apologist, but they kind of got the shaft as oh, it related yeah. to buys, and they end up having to take their buy in like week four or five, really early. And that, that's a veteran laden team, especially with Big Ben and along the offensive line. And I know they gave some guys some rest. 
So, but I still felt like that was just too big of a number. I mean, who who is Cleveland to get margin on anybody by double digits? They barely beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville. It, it also, it felt like it felt like it could be like a letdown. But I, I mean, I admittedly, like I took the Steelers money line in a couple parlays. Just like I was like, there's no way this game is going to be a ten point game. I don't care how bad you think Mason Rudolph is. This is going to be a bad spot for the Browns. They're going to come out. You know, Baker Mayfield is one of those like. You know, they talk about him like he feels like he like a little bit of a hot head, like when he's high, he's high, when he's low, he's low sort of thing. And he probably just came out a little bit cocky. And uh and the Steelers, you know, the Steelers play hard, even if it's not Big Ben and Co. Um, so you know, the two point conversion away from maybe putting it into overtime and hitting some of those parlays, but those those are some fun bets. Yeah, and then my big bet again, I had Seattle plus six and a half at I'm sorry, but I had San Francisco plus six and a half at Seattle. And that one was weird. They got down 10 and I was like, I am going to, I'm going to take the word. There was a turnover in there and all of a sudden, and then they scored this cheap touchdown at the end of the season. So I, I kind of felt like that, <laughs> that was, right. that was, that, yeah, that was Kyle, Kyle Shanahan getting right with me from that game earlier on a Thursday night against Green Bay where they, they scored some garbage-time BS touchdown with Jerry McKinnon with four seconds left to go in a meaningless game, not that I'm bitter or remember, but, you know, just randomly popped in my head. So I felt like that was uh, – yeah, that was uh, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners getting right with your boy here. So I went 2-1 and one overall. Uh, on big bets on the season, I finished 10-7. and seven. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm happy with that. I would have loved to have went – you know, 11 and five and been well over 60%. But I still feel like for our first year doing this and next year, we're going to get verified on fantasy pros the same way fantasy pros does verification for fantasy rankers, people who do weekly rankings and they send out the most accurate. They also do that with gambling shows and gambling content providers. And that's part of our off season to do list. Our, you know, postseason wrap up checklist is Dr. Kyle and I getting um, on the list of verified rankers so that when we put out our bets, it's verified by a, a trusted source like Fantasy Pro. So that's in our offseason. That was our week 17. But are you ready to talk about action that's coming up? We're going to do this a little bit different. I'm going to get into that in just a second, but are you ready? Let's do it. All right, man. This next segment is brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. And if you happen to live in a state where you just can't get on DraftKings or you just can't get on FanDuel. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the smiling face of Dr. Kyle. Man, that makes mybookie.ag a great place to turn. Uh, Dr. Kyle has turned there as his primary source of action. That is his primary out. Now, I happen to live in the great state of Indiana, so I have multiple outs. But if you don't have a out and you want to go with a trusted out, go with mybookie.ag. You know, don't call Billy at the bar or, you know, the guy who operates a book out of the back of a car dealership and settle up days Tuesday when you can go to an actual trusted online provider of action. And that's mybookie.ag. Um, use the promo code DWZ Memphis and you will get a sign up bonus up to 50%. Um, so if you, you deposit a grand, that would be the match, the max, they would match that up to 500. So you would get 1500 on a deposit of 1000. 100, you would get a match of 50. You can do your own math. If you're listening to a gambling show, you probably got those math skills. But mybookie.ag, if you're listening on the podcast, just pause the show. It's in the show notes. Hyperlink right to mybookie. And it takes you right to the sign up page. And 
the promo code's already in there. So we've got all this covered for you. If you're just looking for an out, if you're sitting here saying to yourself, damn, I'd like to get in on some of this action with Memphis and Kyle, how can I do it? MyBookie.ag. Uh, 60% of the U.S. can't bet legally on apps. It's coming, like Kyle mentioned earlier with uh, Governor Cuomo in New York. But until then, make sure you check out our friends at MyBookie. Dr. Kyle will tell you from firsthand experience they, they treat you very well. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, uh, they've been great. They're always always ready to settle up, and they uh, have been great in the um, the question department. Anytime I've had an issue, I went right to a message or two, and they take care of it pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I love the customer service over there. I do have an account, even though I am in Indiana. Of course I do. They're a great sponsor, and they give great action. So anyone who gives great action deserves great action. So here's what we're going to do. Normally, we would go through a couple of games that we like, a couple of games that we're going to lean toward, and then we would save some time at the end for DFS. Again, all that DFS stuff is going to be taken care of by true DFS experts. Lou, one of the hosts that's going to cover the DFS for us on Saturday, he recently won ten grand playing DFS. Now, Dr. Kyle, I would have to min-cash, I think, 1,500 times, maybe 1,200 times to, to win ten grand. And my man Lou, at Lou Dog Sports on Twitter, he won ten grand recently, so uh, oh, a great DFS guy. So, so we we got to you know we want to provide DFS content, but I learned a long time ago, if you try to be everything to everybody, you end up being nothing to nobody. And we're really good with the dynasty stuff. We're really good with the betting stuff, but we're going to bring in redraft content providers. We're going to bring in DFS content providers. So we're going to let Lou and Tyler take care of that on Saturday for us, and we're just going to stick to the games. And then I'll do the props on Saturday. So we're going to go through, we're going to cover each game, and then Dr. Kyle and I are going to rank six bets. We're going to tell you this is my most confident bet, this is my highest ranked, or this is my lowest ranked, or I have nothing on the game, but I'll, I'll still give you a lean. And any bet of a confidence level of three or higher, if I don't like it, I can pull the trigger on Dr. Kyle and we can have a cross bet. So if he says he likes this game minus this, and I'm going to say, you got to bet because I don't have a fancy sound effect yet, but I'm working on one. So uh, th- this is new. This is something we'll be doing a lot more of in 2021. But there's no point in, in running through a format that's not the best because we're here to entertain you as well as make you money. So we're going to have some fun. I'll kick off the first game. We're going to go in chronological order. We're going to start 1 p.m. on Saturday. Indianapolis Colts plus six and a half points at Buffalo. Total of 51 points. This information was brought to you by mybookie.ag. And the over 51 is my big bet right out of the chute. My big bet, my highest ranked bet is Buffalo and Indy over 51 points. Dr. Kyle, what do you think before I give my handicap? That is lovely. That is my second highest ranked. That's my... My five pointer. If we're going, each one's worth five as star? many points. Yeah, yeah. That's my five star. Give me. That's my five star review. Is I, I love it. I mean, they've been. Do you have anything cold. on the side? Do you have anything on the side of the six and a half? Oh, I'm uh my my one. So my my sixth highest ranked. My one pointer. I'm on Bills minus six and a half. I know a like it's so close to a touchdown. I would love for uh, the Colts to catch some steam at some point. I don't know how they will. They're not a super public team. 
It's in Buffalo. I think six and a half is probably as good as you're going to get it. But the Bills are buzzing right now. They are bullying everybody. I love, love, love that Sean McDermott gave the starters a chance to play a bit in week 17. I think I think that's super valuable. How many times in the past have we seen you know Peyton Manning take off week 17, get the bye, and then they come out off the bye against one of the wild card winners, and it's just a dud. Um, you know, I'm curious as to what will happen with the Chiefs, uh, who who haven't been covering much. I, I'm getting too much into another game. I, I like Bill six and a half. If it got down to six or five and a half, I think that is a very, very, very strong bet at six and a half. I think you really have to like the Bills and their offense. Um, you know, a key thing in this game is that Anthony Costanzo, the left tackle for Phillip Rivers, he is done for the season. Um, and so... I don't know if this Colts team can really hang with the Bills in a shootout. Now, the Bills aren't great against the run, and the Colts have been very good running the ball lately. So I think that will be the Colts' game plan. And perhaps I trust Frank Reich as a coach a little bit more than Sean McDermott. But um, I think this Bills team is the real deal. You know, at the beginning of the season, we were both on the Bills to win that AFC East, to go over their win total. And aside from their little covid hiccupy schedule in you know that first third of the season they have just been dominating and they 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 could be the real deal it's crazy to say like that the bills have a, a legitimate shot at a super bowl this year um what say you you, you do you have a, a lean or a like on this one uh, i also lean to the bills laying the six and a half if it gets to seven or seven and a half i have no interest first of all this this colts team so you, you were talking about the over that's my highest rated bet of the week over 51 the buffalo bills have scored 501 points on the season you know in 16 games that's 31.3 points a game but here's the thing you said the indies offense can't hang with them well that's where you're wrong indies offense has scored the ninth most points in the league it doesn't feel like it but they scored the ninth most and and against you know some some okay defenses along the way but neither one of these defenses are great. And the big thing is, is neither one of these teams create a lot of pressure on the quarterback. If you go to pro football reference and you look at some of their defensive metrics, neither one of these teams generate a lot of sacks. They do okay. They're in the toward the middle of the pack, but neither one of these do well. But again, the, the Bills average 31.3 points per game and the Colts average 28 points a game. You wouldn't I think about Go ahead. I was just going to say, maybe I should clarify. Like, yes, like the Colts are clearly an over team. They're clearly scoring points. But to me, they feel like a team like when they're up, they're comfortable, a little too comfortable, especially in that Steelers game. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't looked at the splits, but like I feel like the Colts in the second half over the past, you know, five, six weeks are putting up like less than half the points they're putting up in the first half. Whereas I feel like the Bills are staying on the gas pedal. Um, so I feel like if the Colts get behind in this game, Philip River, like having a lean on Philip Rivers without his left tackle is is cause for concern. That, like the the over, I'm sure will be fine. I'm sure there's going to be, you know, I don't know. You know, this is the part where thirty I points start are hammer. I, I wish you were going the other way, so so I could put the crossfire on you. Because do the Bills generate a pass rush? Even without the left tackle, do the the Bills are I think twenty third in the league in QB pressure. So, so if the Bills can't generate, if they don't generate a pass rush, does it really clear that Anthony Thon's not there? Uh, I'm looking at the defensive metrics right now. For Buffalo uh, is 11th in the league in uh, defense against 
uh, passing yards. So, so I, okay, I would say there. But, but but you're talking pressure. You're you're talking QB pressure, and, and Buffalo is in the middle of the pack. They they knock down the quarterback seven percent of the time. They hurry the quarterback eight point eight percent of the time. You know, if you listen to anything, I was listening to Mark Schler's podcast today, and and he was saying that the one thing Buffalo Bills are missing is a big war daddy defensive end that can really get after the passer. So even without Anthony Costanzo, you're you're not going to get after Philip Rivers at least to that point, and and Philip Rivers is going to check the ball down. So. Yes, it would be better with Anthony Costanzo, but that does not bother me. Also, the weather in this game. The weather in this game is supposed to be a high of 34, sunny, uh, 5% chance of precipitation. So th- this game favors favors over. I got two teams that on average score 60 points a game, and we're going to go into a game with, with good weather for Buffalo because normally in Buffalo you could have two feet of snow. These teams played four years ago in Buffalo in a regular season game, and it was literally 18 inches of snow, and they were doing everything they can just to make the game playable. That's not the case. The weather's going to be fairly good. Thank you, global warming. Good for something. And uh, so we're, we're going to get we're going to get a good game, and I think it's going to be a shootout. You know, if the Colts get up on Buffalo, they can come back, and if the Colts, you know, get behind, I do believe they can come back. How can we turn that information into a bet? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Because I feel like if Buffalo, if Buffalo is up by more than seven points in at any point in the second half, I don't think the Colts have a shot. Well, I'm just I'm just looking at the at the Colts' last handful of games. They scored 28 this week, 24 against the Steelers, 27, 40, 20, 40. 21 of those Steelers points against the Steelers were in the first half. That was my best bet. That did they score them? Yeah, in the first them? half. Okay, yeah. okay. As long as they get it within the sixty minutes plus overtime, they all count. They scored twenty six against Houston, twenty six against Tennessee, thirty four against the Packers, thirty four against the Titans. Oh, all those are playoff teams, by the way. Um, they scored forty one against the Lions, thirty one against the Bengals, twenty three against the Browns. This is an over team. This is a top ten offense in the league against I the agree top. Agree, it's an over team. So, so, so why think- would you be pushing back that that could be possibly an under? You're concerned. I'm not what? pushing back that it's an under. I'm I'm saying I'm saying as far as sides go, I like the Bills because I feel like the 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 Colts aren't. I don't think the Colts are going to come back from more than a possession in the second half. I, I agree with you. I, 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 I said that I leaned okay. to the Bills minus the six and a half. I'm I'm talking about you. Asked me what I thought about the fifty-one, and that's what no, I'm no, talking no. about. I I asked you about the side. I, I, again, <laughs> I I I I lean to Buffalo. But if, if you told me that Frank Reich and the Colts went into Buffalo and beat them, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. Because how, how do you beat it's, them? It's going to be in the first half, though. Yeah, well, I, I, no, I tell you, it's going to be all game long. How do you beat a team with a high-powered offense? As a former, as a former Peyton Manning Colts fan, I remember watching for years where Corey Dillon of the New England Patriots was just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And that quarterback just stands there. How'd the Colts beat Green Bay in the second half when they were down? How many points and they came back against the playoff team? The number one seed, arguably the second best team in the league? How'd How they the, do it? They, they, were the Colts up by like 21 points in that game? No, they were behind by like 12 or 14 at the half. And they came back oh, wow, yeah. because of the time of possession. What'd they do? Oh, all right. They pounded the ball with Aaron. Excuse me. They pounded the ball with Jonathan Taylor, and they kept Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. How do you keep a hot-handed quarterback from beating you? 
You run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and, and you dominate time of possession. Now, does that favor my over bet? It does not. But if you want, if you want me to tell you how can they beat the, the Buffalo Bills, that's how they would beat them. I, I agree. Yeah, B- Buffalo is you know bottom third of the league against the run. All right, let's jump into this jump next up. game. The next game is the L.A. Rams plus four and a half, and they're at Seattle and a total of forty-two and a half. The under, the under in this game is my three star. Is my three star is under forty two and a half. I've actually already bet this game under forty three. I got it earlier in the week. That's but that's you, my three star too. So so, what do you like? And then then I lean to the Rams plus the four and a half. Um, that's just a lean. Um, but but w- what do you like about the under? I like that the the Seahawks game last week really should have been an under game. That what happened in the fourth quarter there was quite uh, an anomaly, I would say. Um, Both teams are trying to run the ball these days. Seahawks have not been good passing the ball. The Rams are without Jared Goff. Both teams have good uh, run defenses, and this will be the third time they've seen each other this year. It just, to me, it has all the makings of a, I'm not making the first mistake. I'm going to run the ball, run the ball. We're going to challenge you for field possession, and we will take every field goal we can get. Um, the, The Rams. The Rams defense has the Seahawks offense number. I just don't know if the, you know, you said you lean the Rams plus four and a half. I saw like the Seahawks were minus three and a half. And if like at three and a half, I'm like, I think I take the Seahawks just, just cause it's Russell Wilson against, you know, John Wolford or whatever, you know, he sounds like a, a president from the early 1800s. Well, he he is a guy. So even with Jared Goff and Russell Wilson, so they played on November 15th in L.A., and then they played a couple of weeks ago, December 27th. Those two games, one total was 39. The other total was 29, and that was with Jared Goff. So I I don't see the Seattle Seahawks, who have put up a combined 36 points or 18 points a game on this defense, all of a sudden being able to break out. And I like the fact that the defense knows they have to carry this game. Yeah. So they, 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 these two teams have come nowhere near. Well, I guess thirty nine is near, but they have not exceeded forty two and a half points. And you're missing one of the, the, the better quarterbacks. So I, I like this game. Like I said, I lean. I, I really see this being a field goal game. I think yeah. John Walford and his, you know, he got those butterflies out of his way in a win and you're in situation last week against Arizona. And even though it was against the fellow backup quarterback. You know, he he got some firsthand reps are going to get Cooper Cup back, which will help tremendously. Yeah, and Cooper Cup is a great close to – Cooper Cup is your – he's your third down run game. He he is that, that play action. And yeah. I will say this, uh, I was listening – I don't remember whose podcast it was. It wasn't fantasy-related or gambling, but they were talking about how John Wolford is so much more mobile than Jared Goff and is a better fit. Now, in short batches, the more – it's kind of like Jalen Hurts when Jalen Hurts came out against – Philadelphia and then he had the game excuse me the game against New Orleans and then he had the game against Arizona he did good right element of surprise we don't have a lot of tape on him but the more tape we've gotten on Jalen Hurts the more he's been exposed and I think that could be the case with John Walford but I think McVay will scheme him up regardless I like the under on a three star and like I said I've already bet this I bet this earlier in the week so we're we're in agreement there uh, you're yeah. leaning. To, you're leaning toward the the Seahawks on the total, but I'm leaning. I'm, excuse me, on the side, and I'm leaning toward. I'm 20, leaning toward LA, but not a bet for either one of us there, right? 
It, it, let me ask you this: it, Would you uh, would you do uh, an even money bet given uh, Seahawks laying three and a half? No, I I have no interest in backing that Seahawks team. No, it, I'm it, saying it, I'll take the Seahawks laying three and a half if you want the Rams at three and a half, not four and a half. We can talk on game day. I I, I want to <laughs> see because because I will just tell you I, I've I seen the I, I, I've seen the difference between the Seattle defense with and without Jamal Adams, and since Jamal and Adams, Carlos Dunlap and Carlos Dunlap, so if if Jamal Adams is out, who they're already calling a game time decision. Yeah. If I don't if I don't see Shefty tweeting out on the game day morning that you're a game time decision, and you're telling me on Wednesday you're a game time decision, you're probably not playing. So I maybe he will. But I, I think that's the liability that they can do because he's a big part of the run-stopping game in Seattle. And you're going to have Cam Akers another week healthier in the lineup. So so that's my game. The next game, I've really it's the only game I got nothing on. Yeah. N- nothing. Memphis, uh, quick, quick update on uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, he, Jamal Adams says, no question in my mind, I'm playing. Well, what what else is he supposed to say? Last week, Daniel Jones told us the truth that he wasn't going to run very much because his hamstring was still bothering him, and he got lame-basted by everybody in the media. It's like we want these athletes to tell us the truth, and then when they do, we yell at them. No wonder they don't tell us the truth. Last week, Daniel Jones told us the truth, and we all took shots at him, and his head coach was like, well, you know. And then here we go. Jamal Adams says he's going to play. Forgive me if I don't believe him. He did at least practice this week. Uh, like I said, I, I will believe it when when I actually see him in pads Fair and enough. I get the he he's active. And then how long can he stay in the game? That's the ne- that's Fair the enough. next part of, of of an injured player. The next game, the the Saturday night game, and I have no idea why are you not putting a an eleven win eleven win Indianapolis team and a thirteen win Buffalo team in prime time. You're going to bury that game. Tom Brady. That's why. Tom Brady. But 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 that's not good business. It's not good business. I know I know it's good business in the short term, but if you want to grow Josh Allen as an MVP candidate into the next draw on primetime, you might want to put him in primetime because we saw the Washington football team put us to sleep. Uh, Washington is at, uh, at home. They're getting nine points. The total is 45, which I find to be incredibly odd, but it is 45. I lean to Washington plus the nine. I think this is an ugly game. They're my uh, sixth sure. bet. That's so, my so sixth star. Really? Yeah. So 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 hold on. So I'm done. I'm I'm leaning to Washington. I'm I would lean to the under. I don't have a lot on this game, but uh, so you go ahead. Tom Brady has he he doesn't do well against pressure. This line uh, and this total is complete complete recency bias. Uh, they have bullied the Falcons who have not been good most of the season in two of their last four games. And they beat up on the Lions who were without their coach, without their starting quarterback uh, in a game, like in a meaningless game. I just, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not buying it. And this Washington football team, when Alex Smith is the starting quarterback, they're five and one. Like it, it almost feels like, like this team, like who would not like, could you imagine being out on the field playing for a guy like Alex Smith? Like the dude almost lost his fucking life should never have played it down to football again. And you basically get to go to war for this guy with this guy every week. Like that team was so different when Dwayne Haskins was starting. All of a sudden, Alex Smith comes back. I just I just see this Washington defense giving Tom Brady so many fits 
in that in, in the backfield in the pocket where he's going to get uncomfortable. They're not, you know. So I I do look. I I understand there's risk with this one. If if Washington gets down 14 points in the first half, I it's going to be tough for them to come back. But I you know this was uh this one came up in one of my my dynasty group chats. You know my first dynasty league ever one of my favorite leagues right now. And I, I've never met any of these guys in person, but there's just a lot of like, you know, giving each other shit, camaraderie, good trading, all that stuff, all you want in a dynasty league. And we're talking about this game. We talk about how Tom Brady hasn't done well against pressure this year. He also hasn't done well in, uh, in evening games. Um, that was part of my, my Rams over the Bucks, uh, you know, six or seven weeks ago, whatever that was. But I, I asked the question today, who has better weapons? Matt Ryan over the past month, sans Julio Jones, or Alex Smith? Like, would you rather be playing with Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, and Antonio Gibson right now, or Terry McLaren, Logan, or sorry, uh, Brian Hill, um, or Terry McLaren, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, and, and you know, some ancillary pieces that get the job done? Um, it, like, I, I feel like the world is still hanging on to some, some, you know, like, like everybody's hanging on to Matt Ryan of years ago and slow to adapt to and and Memphis has said it like like McLaren is good like McLaren is great Logan Thomas is was like a point behind our beloved TJ Hawkinson in PPR this year like like these and Antonio Gibson is you know like Matty Big Chest was doing a draft today and it was he had to choose between Antonio Gibson or Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the 101, like who, you know, left everybody when the beloved Chiefs and Andy Reid took him. I think, like, yeah, Alex Smith might not be the the guy who we want slinging it downfield. Maybe he's not the most mobile, but if he gets protection in the pocket, which Washington has done this year, he's five and one as a starter. I, and I, you know, I just, like Ron Rivera in the playoffs, like, I don't know, like nine points, nine. I look at it this way. So I was looking. They're zero and three against the spread in primetime games. That was one of my handicaps on this game. They're zero and three against the spread, and they're one and two straight up. They lost to the Bears. That was the game where Tom Brady thought there were five downs in a game as opposed to four. And then they lost at home to the Rams on Monday night. And then they barely escaped the New York Giants on Monday night. Um, I, I like this. I like this more. The more you're talking me into it, it's going to be a like for me. But we're going to shuffle on over to the Sunday games where we've got some more action. Uh, and this next segment is brought to you by Hate Brand Goods. Now, if you follow along on Twitter with me and Dr. Kyle, last week they had a 50% off the entire store over at Hate Brand Goods. Uh, I stocked up because I couldn't even use my promo code uh, because the 50% off was so good. I got some more shorts. I've got, I've got every style now but one. I'm waiting for the Mexican blanket ones to come back in. Uh, got hooked up with a hoodie. Man, I did well. And, and you can still get a discount if you go to Hate Brand Goods and use the promo code MEMPHIS. Again, the hyperlink is in the show notes on the podcast. Or just go to The Hate. That's the com And check them out, man. If you're looking to mix in some non-name brand Nike Under Armour type stuff into your fashion game for the gym, I'm about that action. I've got Dr. Hot. I got Dr. Kyle completely hooked. Also known as Dr. Hot. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Do, I was going to say Dr. Hawkinson. Um, <laughs> but man, head over to Hate Brand. Check him out. Uh, I will be doing my best to get Matt, the owner of the show, of the of the brand, over so you guys can get, get really get a feel 
for what he's about and why I like him so much. Uh, speaking of likes, let's get into the Sunday games because this is my five-star. This is my second favorite game of the day. Baltimore at Tennessee. Tennessee's getting three and a half at home and a total of 55. The over 55 is my five-star rank in the game. I lean to Baltimore. You, I'll let you get into your handicap on this game, and then uh, I'll take my turn when you're done. I lean the over. Um you know, the the average point scored in a game this year was like 49 and change. And these are two offenses that are scoring at a pretty good clip. Um, they both run the ball well, and neither really stops the run well. Uh, Tennessee really doesn't do anything on defense well. They, I, I would bet based on the numbers I was looking at earlier, because I was looking at, you know, pass and run splits. Tennessee might, yeah, like, I think Tennessee is clearing away, like, the worst defense in, uh, in the playoffs, which, you know, Defense is definitely not as important as offense, especially this year. Um, but I think maybe as the stakes get higher, it's going to become more important. Um, and for the, like, I, I'm I already have money on the Ravens because I caught it at three. Ravens laying three. Uh, I just you know the last two times these teams met, it's been the Titans have just leaned on Derrick Henry and. The guy is coming off of another 380 carries this year. I don't want to ha- – like, I was betting him against him going into the season, and he just is, like, proving us wrong. But, uh, you know, it's like – this is John Harbaugh. Like, this is this is an elite coach. He is a top six or seven coach in the league probably. I don't think he's right there with Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and Bill Belichick, but I think he's in that next year, guys. Th- there is no way he is not, like, you know – I. I I'm not going to joke about putting a bounty, but there, there is go, like it is. Derrick Henry is their game plan um, because the Tennessee has actually not thrown the ball all that well. I think ever since they lost their left tackle and Taylor Lewan, they've honestly like you know props to uh, Matt or not, not, not Matt Patricia, sorry uh, the the other ex New England guy Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith and their game plans because they have managed to uh, you know. They've managed to come with come away with a lot of wins that probably ha- could have gone either way, and I just don't think you can catch lightning in a bottle that many times. And I think the Ravens, this is such such a revenge game, and the Titans don't like they just don't stop the run, they don't generate any pressure, and that Baltimore offense, like you know, granted it might be because of their easy schedule coming down the stretch, but they are they are pumping out points lately, um, and for those reasons, I'll take Baltimore just laying a field goal. All right. If you can get that, I, I, I can't argue that. that I'm, I've seen this number cr- creep as high as four and four and a half in some books. So good luck getting the three like Dr. Kyle. I like the over because these two teams have played once. The final score was 30 to 24. That, that's really close, but it's a little misleading. I mean, Tennessee has, has played games of total. So I'll just go back to the beginning of the season. Uh, the Jaguars, 63 point game. The Vikings, 61-point game. The Bills, 58-point game. Texans round one, 78 points. The Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers, 51 points. They lost to the Bengals in a game scored 51 points. The Colts, 51. Again, the Ravens, 54. The Colts, the second time, 71. The the, the Browns game, 76. The, the Lions game, 71. The Packers game, 54. The Texans game just last week, 79. This is an over team, 
But if you do a little bit of digging, you will notice you're exactly right. Baltimore does a really good job of beating up on the sisters of the poor. They do a great job of beating up on the the Jaguars who they played this year. They did hold the Colts to 10, which is a pretty good offense. Um, but I just see nothing but fireworks in these two. And I have a, a faith that John Harbaugh will want to pay this team back for knocking him out of the playoff. He'll continue to score and score and score. And here's the thing. Even if they're leaning on Derrick Henry, I've seen 70-point totals out of this team. Yeah. So they've, they've still got A.J. Brown. they still got Corey Davis, Jonu Smith. And, and I could easily see this game being somewhere in the neighborhood of like 35-28 for, for an easy cover. This could be the funnest game of the weekend, to be real honest. I think the Colts game will be a fun game to watch. I think the I think on, on Saturday they get gradually worse as you go along from an entertainment value. It still will be football. But I think right, the Colts right. and Buffalo is going to be a shootout. I, th- then the, the Rams and the, the Seahawks is going to get ugly. And then Washington and, and Tampa Bay is going to be super ugly. And then we start right back over with some fun on Sunday morning. But I love the over. That's my second best bet of the week. My, my five-star ranking is over 55. And actually, it's down to 54 and a half on, like, say, FanDuel. So, so let's let's move to the next game. Again, this is going to be that medium entertainment game. But I, I think this is going to be low-key fun. Um, Chicago at New Orleans, New Orleans lay in 10. Now I have seen it drop. That's 10 on my bookie and a total of 47 and a half. Now I have seen that dip down to nine and a half on FanDuel and, and, and on DraftKings. Chicago plus 10 or even nine and a half for me. And I'll get into why that's my four star ranked bet. And the over 47 and a half is my second ranked bet. What do you have on this game? DK? Um, so for the for me this was the hardest one to handicap. Like obviously I don't ever want to lay nine and a half. I think I did lay nine and a half with the Saints at one point this season, and I don't think it went well. I just still like what what good teams have the Bears hung with, um, and so you know. But like there's so many question marks. Like the Saints had such a stretch without Breeze. They've had such a stretch without Thomas. And, you know, it, I think they're going to be out without Kamara this week. I, I think I lean the Bears, but I don't know. The, the Saints defense is good. The Saints pass defense is good. The Saints rush defense is good. Um, you know, I just – Sean Payton, like, like what value do you put on Sean Payton as a coach in the playoffs versus Matt Nagy? Like, I don't know. Um, well, I, well, let's think about the last three seasons. They, they've got to wonder what's going to happen next. You had the Minnesota Miracle three years ago. You had PI Gate. You had Pass Interference Gate two years ago. And then last year you had the Rudolph rebound where he pushed off, allegedly pushed off Kyle Rudolph, and they scored the touchdown. This is yeah. the team that, that is, is fighting demons. It's not the Bears. Here's a list. Are you ready? The Bears played 14 – excuse me, they played 16 games, right? Are you yeah. ready for the list of teams that beat the Bears by nine and a half or more points? Are you ready? Let's hear it. The L.A. Rams yep. and the Green Bay Packers twice. End of list. No other team. And they've played, they've played playoff teams Indianapolis. they played playoff Tampa Bay. they played playoff Tennessee. And they played this New Orleans Saints team who beat them by three points. I don't understand, yeah. um, I don't, I don't understand who they are to be giving the Bears – to be giving the Bears ten points, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with them. And you know, the the last game had Nick Foles, 
And like I said, they've got all the pressure on them. The Bears are playing with house money. They weren't supposed to be in the playoffs after losing five straight games at one point in the season. And here's why I like the over. The Saints have been in nine games with a total of 49 or more this year. So more than yeah. half their games, they go over 49. And um, when you go in indoor games, the Saints, because they play Atlanta, they played Detroit this year, they played they played the Raiders. They played a total of 11 indoor games. And in indoor games, the scores of those games have totaled 55 points a game. This game's in the Dome. This total is only 47 and a half. That's why I like the total. And yeah, you know, it does sound good that the that the Saints have um, played good defense. Yeah, there was a middle stretch of the year, to your point, where they beat up Atlanta twice. They beat up Denver without a quarterback. But but here are some games where the the Saints have been at home. They they had an 82 point game against Minnesota. They had a 61 point game against Kansas City. Um, they've had a game with a total of 51, 57, 67. 57 points. They have not gotten a lot of margin against playoff teams, except Tampa yeah. Bay. For whatever reason, they have Tampa Bay's number. And, and and how do you make Drew Brees uncomfortable? You get after the passer. And yes, they may be getting they may be getting uh, Michael Thomas back for this game, but that does not make me think that they're going to go in there. Th- this number is overinflated because of the recency bias of seeing Mitch Trubisky and the Bears struggle against Green Bay. Sometimes there's a team that just has your number. And for the Bears, that's Green Bay. But they played this sure. team they played this team very tight once already. And there's no fans in New Orleans. There's no maniacs on Bourbon Street hanging from the rafters, you know, acting a fool. It's going to be an empty house. And Mitch Trubisky will be able to do his checks. I don't think that defense is as vaunted as we make it out to be. And it's not like they're going to stop scoring. So I don't see New England. I'm excuse me. I don't see New Orleans pulling way ahead of this team. I really like Chicago plus the ten if you can get the ten because that's a key number. Yeah. But but I I don't hate it at nine and a half. So um, that is my four star and two star. Did you have any I'm, stars? I'm, well, I was just gonna say I'm on that. I didn't star that one anywhere. I'm, I definitely like clearly that's an over game because these these teams have been in a lot of over games and that total is two points less than the average total in a game this year. Um, so yeah, and you might've just talked me into the bears. I don't know. That's probably one where I'll just wait until game day and see if it's a number I like. Otherwise I'll just not touch it. I think, I think I might've already teased the saints down to like three or three and a half somewhere. Um, but otherwise haven't touched it. All right, let's go into the the final game of the weekend. This number's already had the most movement due to some COVID related issues. That's Cleveland at the Berg at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is now laying six and a half. I've seen it float between, it initially came seen, out. I got it at six. Yeah, it, it, it came. It, I've seen it fluctuate from three and a half to six and a half. It depends on where you get it. Obviously, you're not going to get it cheaper than five and a half right now. But I, I still like Pittsburgh. Uh, that's Pittsburgh minus six. Is that's the number on my bookie right now? That's my one star. The totals forty seven. I will tell you that if they had Stefanski, I would mm-hmm. probably go over the forty seven. Uh, yeah. I, I would lean to the over. I'm not going to have a bet on that. That's not one of my six. But to me, my fear is Stefanski stirs the drink. We saw Baker Mayfield is an average athlete. He's an average quarterback, and and he needs Big Brother. Big Brother puts him in a, in a position to win. And I, what happens after the first – most head coaches or offensive coordinators, they, they write out 15 plays to script the game to begin with. 
and then they take it from there. What happens when those 15 plays are gone? Yeah. Then what? The, the, then what? what? What's your next move? And I you're, just – You're the that. New York Jets. The interesting stat about the Jets is like they scored on their first drive like something like nine out of ten of their – like they, their, nine out of their first ten games. Like like you would never guess that. But like the prime example of what happens when the script is no longer, you know, useful. And, and, and you saw the same, the, the, the same thing against Jacksonville. I think they won yeah. either 25 to 27 or 27 to 29. I know they beat them by two and didn't cover. Yep. It, yep. it was, and, and that's what happens. And, you know, did, did you see the way Baker was celebrating when they, they, they clinched the, the, the game, he kneeled it out and, and they won, they picked up the first down. I mean, no, he, I acted like, he acted like they won the national championship in college when he was at Oklahoma or the, that was this. And then you get this deflating news. You're not going to have your head coach. Uh, not having Cahale Lodge, I think that's how you pronounce his name. That's not a big deal. But you're not going to have Joe Batonio, the yep. Pro Bowl guard. Yep. You know, th- that's not a big deal if you're facing Indy. That's not a big deal if you're facing Buffalo. That's not even a big deal if, if you're facing Kansas City. But you know what? It's a big damn deal when you're facing Pittsburgh. How do you get Baker Mayfield, you know, disorganized and, and, and rattled? You put pressure on him. Hey, guess which team has the most sacks in the NFL? Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess which team creates the most pressure in the NFL? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess which team knocks the quarterback down the most? Pittsburgh Steelers. They average four knockdowns a game. They average almost five hurries a game. And they average almost four sacks a game. And you're going to take a pro bowler off of the offensive line. Uh, I know Jedrick Wills missed a game a couple of weeks ago. Um, Jack Conklin has missed time this year. I know that offensive line's very good when everyone's there and playing. So even without Bud Dupree, you know, the other edge rusher besides TJ Watt, it really does not bother me. I, I don't mind laying the seven. I get a clear head coaching matchup because Stefanski is Stefanski oh, yeah. not here. You know, Tomlin's yeah. got tons of playoff experience, and playoff yeah. experience matters. It, it really yeah. does. We saw last year, we saw, and, and even though you may not have liked him, we saw Bill O'Brien with the Houston Texans was able to get a playoff win over Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, clearly the superior coach and a yeah. very good quarterback. I would have McDermott, excuse me, I would have Watson and Allen very close to each other as a quarterback talent, but the team with playoff experience won. Bob beat. McDermott, the superior coach, partially based off of experience. He has, you know, been through a lot of playoffs with the Patriots. He had won the division several times when he was in Houston. And I think there's something about it. You got to go right back to Pittsburgh. Tough spot for the Browns. Um, I don't want to put myself over. That was one of my big hits on the season. I said the Browns would uh, make a wild card this year. And here we are. So I, I feel really good about the team. I have a lot of friends. In Cleveland, uh, from both the already Dynasty celebrating because they made the playoffs. Well, I mean, here's the thing: it's the first time this iteration of the Browns has made the playoffs. You know, the, the old expression "act like you've been there before" Hell is yeah. a saying because act like you've been there before. And between the Baker celebration when they closed out the game and the, the, the reaction of the fans, now in fairness, Cleveland is playing with house money. They know they're not supposed to win this game, so maybe they come in loose, maybe they come in relaxed. But for me, this is all about the the Cleveland defense is not great. 
I think the thing you're not hearing a lot about, you're hearing a lot about Stefanski and you're hearing a lot about Batonio. You're not hearing much about Olivier Vernon, the other defensive end behind Miles Garrett, who when Garrett gets double teamed and a lot of attention from the offensive line, that freed up Olivier Vernon. You don't have him anymore. So the Cleveland is just it's like you get something really good and they take something really good away. I recently did this with my son. My son is building a custom computer and cool. we ordered we ordered a part. And I said, son, I, I got good news and I got bad news for you. Okay. The good news is, is your parts on the way. And he was very excited. He is used to ordering stuff with his mom through Amazon. And he was excited. I was like, so the good news is, is your package is on the way. The bad news is, is it's coming USPS. So I don't know when it will be here. I got a tracking number. It may be next week. Now, in, in fairness to the USPS, it did come fairly quickly. It came on the day Best Buy said it would be here. But uh, th- that's Cleveland fans right now. We gave them something really good, something to be excited about, like my son was about getting his new computer part. Hey, you're going to go to the playoffs. But we're going we're, we're gonna to kick you in the junk on the way out the door and tell you we're going to take away, let's see, we're going to take away an edge rusher. We're going to take away a Pro Bowl guard. And the, the guy who schemes the whole thing up. Yeah, we're going to take all that away from you. So we gave you something really good while taking something really good away. I actually feel bad for the people of Cleveland, but uh, it's going to be hard for me not to go with the Steelers minus the six. I would go all the way to six and a half. I wouldn't lay a tutty. No. But, uh, I will say this Pittsburgh offense, the last couple of games between the Indy game and the game against Cleveland just last week where they scored 22 with back and forth. With with they're starting to put some things together. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a, that, I, I, I had the exact same thought, and, and not to mention like where where are the Browns good on defense in the run game, where are the Steelers bad on offense in the run game. So like even the the strength and weaknesses doesn't give the Browns any advantage. I think I I just don't see any advantage the Browns have in this game, especially without their head coach, who is you know the 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 Sean McVay to Baker Mayfield, who is you know, probably a better version of Jared Goff at this point. And and, and that's my fear. Like I said, the, fir- the, the, the first quarter, if I were going to do anything with the Browns, I would probably do like uh, their, their first half total because I'm going to yeah. get those 15 scripted plays and I can, I like see, them having a little, I can see them having a little success early. So I want to do anything. I might look at the first half, you know, see if uh, I can catch maybe the, the book given uh, a little too much love to – to Pittsburgh in the first half, if I can get yeah. Cleveland, say three plus four, like, yeah, plus three. That's the, exactly the number I was thinking about was plus three and a half. Maybe I fire yeah. on that first half line, uh, where but but then once those fifteen plays run out, and then if Cleve, if Cleveland happens to fall behind, th- they're in a really bad spot. And I know there's been a historical precedent with the Detroit coaching staff out against that Tampa Bay game, but that's kind of apples and oranges. Yes, the coach was out. But it wasn't like it was a good team. I think they'll be okay. The person calling the play is a veteran quarterback coach. Um, and, and the good thing for Cleveland is they had a lot of time to plan for this. They found out on Monday that they were losing him, so that, that they've got a whole they've got a whole mess of time. It's the very last game of the weekend, so they've got a mess of time to get this right. But that's why it's my one star. That's why it's my one. So I'm going to review mine real quick. My six star. Yeah is the Colts, my, my best bet of the weekend, is the Colts and Bills over 51. My five-star is Tennessee and Baltimore over 
55. You can actually get that at 54 and a half in some shops, but that's my number four. Excuse me, my number five. My number four is the Chicago Bears getting 10. Now, again, it's dipped a little bit. I've seen it at nine and a half in some shops, but I like the I like the Bears getting 10 at uh, New Orleans. I think New Orleans wins the game, but I, I think this game is something like 34-27. Something yeah, like right, that. Right. I, I, that, that. That feels like the right score because we've seen Mitch Trubisky put up points against the the Vikings in a couple of games this year, and that's a that's an that's a pretty good defense, even though it's been a young defense. So that that's why that's my four, my three, my three star is the under with the Rams and the Seahawks under forty two and a half. My two star is the over in the Saints and the Bears. Uh, over, excuse me, yes, the Saints and the Bears, over 42 and a half. And then my one star is Pittsburgh lane six at home against the Cleveland Browns. So there you go. What are your six, Dr. Kyle? Uh, just, just to let the folks know, the, the Bears are currently uh, getting nine and a half, but minus 105 on my bookie. And uh, what was the other one? The total in the Ravens-Titans game is officially at 54 and a half, minus 110. Uh, on my bookie as well. So if you want those numbers that Memphis talked about being, you know, some of the best out there, they are on my bookie. Well, the the 10 for the Bears is not on my bookie, but you're laying less juice for the nine and a half at least. Uh, my my six in order, my six pointer is the Washington football team getting nine. I then have my five pointer is Colts and Bills over 51. My four is the Steelers laying six against Cleveland. Shout out to my boy, Jim Slade says, who's just lighting fire in the comments chat over here. I love it. He's active. He's watching uh, what he has to say about the Steelers. First game against a winning team was week eight. Uh, but if you look at the Steelers schedule, they beat the – okay, so they beat the Browns, a playoff team, in week five by 31. They then beat the Titans. They let the Titans come back to within a field goal in week six. They then beat the Ravens. A, a clear rival and all this is amidst their their covid shit show where Mem- memphis said they had you know an early week five bye but it wasn't really a bye week because they were practicing leading up to that weekend and then we're told they would have a bye um they then you know a couple couple powder puff games with the cowboys Bengals, jaguars beat the ravens again and then it was the uh you know a, a really bad series of coming off of short rest short rest injury short rest yada yada I really think the the Steelers are back on an upswing. To like, unfortunate that it happened on my my week of a big bet of uh, taking the Colts, who were you know putting points up on everybody, and the Steelers who couldn't you know find twenty points if you shot them in the face with it. Um, but the Steelers' offense, I think, found their groove, and I think now that they're going to be a bit rested, especially with you know a veteran, older uh, offensive line and quarterback and Big Ben. Um, you know, like I just feel, and and the coaching, like coaching, you said it's so big in the playoffs. Um, so give me Mike Tomlin over a missing Stefanski. Uh, so that was my four. My three is Rams Seahawks under forty two and a half. My two is Ravens minus three, and my number one, as in my my sixth highest rank, uh, is Bills laying six and a half against the Colts. All right. Well, if you like some of these bets, you need to get on them. I was checking some books while Dr. Kyle was reviewing because I never pay any, any attention to anything he says anyway. 
but that, that 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 Bears number is ten on DraftKings with juice to the over. You're going to lay a dollar fourteen to get the ten uh, on FanDuel. You will uh, lay you you only lay a dollar dollar uh, five one zero five to get the Bears at nine and a half. So um, you can shop this around, and you're going to get some so, some numbers that you may or may not like. the uh, The Washington Tampa Bay game is down to eight on one book and seven and a half on the other over and the other from nine. So there's already some some line moves. So if you're into this, get going, um, get down, have some action. Remember, the DFS stuff will be covered on Saturday with Tyler and Lou. And I'll be here on Saturday with the People's PropCast. Going to look to go 11 straight winning weeks. You may have to follow me on Twitter to get that 1 p.m. Bills and Colts props. I may not have time to get it to you by one, but if you want them by one, if you want to have them in time to get action, follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And uh, you can follow Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. Dr. Kyle, you have anything for these people before we, uh, we get them out of here? Guys, we get the most football in a weekend all year. We got six games. I don't, enjoy from it. A, from, it. We, from a television standpoint, you are correct. You are correct. You will have football for, for about 12, eh, 10 hours on Saturday, and then they'll come right back with another 10 hours on Sunday. But as far as overall content, that was just most recently last weekend when you had all 16 games and it was very oh, congested. Yeah. But as far well, as well, I'm saying watchable, like how many hours you're sitting on the couch? Un, uninterrupted football. Breaking records. You, guys, you, let's you, break records. The, the least. Guys, tweet at me screenshots of how few steps you take this Saturday and this Sunday. If I can get my wife to walk the dog Saturday or Sunday this week, you will see records from me. We're talking like 400 right, well, steps. There's maybe. the laziest. Not me, man. I'll get up early and I'll hit that gym early. But his name is Dr. Kyle. He's the dirtiest player in the game today. I am your host, Memphis. And remember, here at the Big Bet, we'll tell you that money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll catch you here soon for some more football content from the DWZ Football Network. Have a great week, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat thousand dollars is a cool g as we call it back home are you at liberty to play for that stanley would you prefer to play for smiles